Welcome to the Community Hotline for the community, by the community. I'm your host, Bob Fang, and today we have Scarlett Kim. <laughs> Why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. My name is Scarlett, and I am your guest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Tell us, uh, tell us one lie and two truths. One line, two truth. Okay. I was born in Brazil. I skydived before and I love salsa dancing. What's the lie? Salsa dancing. Nope. Skydiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were born in Brazil, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Tell us that story. Give us the background. Sure. So my mom is a pastor's kid and my dad went to Brazil for business and they met through a mutual friend. They had me and I came here when I was seven. So I was born in Brazil, but raised in the U.S. See how blue Espanol? See? Yo hablo, yo entiendo mucho <laughs> so i understand more than i can speak i see okay so you were born in brazil but you can't and then you came to america when you were seven so that means you can't be president one day yeah that's the one job that i can't <laughs> have everything else though is good right you can do yeah. everything else. actually though actually though i i'm pretty like cocky so I was like, oh, I can be president. But then I forgot the requirement that you have to be naturalized or like you have to be born in the U.S. I forgot that. Yeah, that, that little caveat. Yeah. Oh, let's, get the, let's get into the first topic of the day, which is money. Tell us. What is money? What is money? What is money? Money is a value system that gets you access to resources like shelter, uh, food, health. Yeah. Okay. Has your, has your experience with money changed from when you were younger to, to, how you, to, to now to today? My experience with money, I think it's been pretty consistent. I'm, I'm a, a big saver. I'm not a big spender. Okay. So what were you doing with your uh, your money back in high school? So I didn't really have a like part-time job in high school growing up. I had because um, I was really busy with extracurricular activities. Um, so my parents just kind of gave me allowances, I guess. And um, yeah, like whenever I needed uh like, for example, like if I needed lunch money or um, drumline fees, then, you know, my mom would help help me with those. So I didn't really have a job in okay. high school. Yeah. When you when you were when you were uh, when you had to pay all these fees and, and lunch money, did you ever like uh, did you ever save your money and not buy lunch that day so you could get sushi at another point? Yeah. Or always like i'm always gonna yeah 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 i've 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 done that before yeah i've uh 
saved up my lunch money so that I could go like to a, a party where, you know, we all had to pitch in for some alcohol here and there. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is for a kid's show. But you know, in middle school, you go to parties, but you still have to pitch in for a little bit, right? So yeah. Can you explain that concept of pitching in with the money? I don't think kids understand that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, you don't want someone you don't want one person to pay for the whole thing, you know, like, you, you pay a little, like, what you can. And once you do that, you kind of feel a little bit invested in whatever event you're doing, and it, it becomes more fun, you know. So you don't feel like, you know, you're a, what do you call it, like a mooch, a freeloader. Yeah, yeah. And you, did you learn this just by yourself, or did your parents teach you, or did your friends tell you, like, Scarlett, you got to chip in now, okay? It's not free. <laughs> I um so I kind of learned this on my own so when I was in middle school um instead of like or sometimes I pitched in but if I didn't have money then I kind of like became an entertainer so like uh, for example like if if my mom can't pick me up from school um then I I would ask my friend if I could like go to her house and wait for wait wait there until my mom can um, come pick me up. And once I'm there, I kind of just play with them. Like I become an uh, I I'm obviously they're they're my friends, but we have a really good time, and I make sure that um, I'm a good entertainer. So I pay I pay forward in my personality and my fun, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, what, what do you think are, uh, you know, did you ever struggle with like, uh, finances or, or money? Uh, like I as, think far honestly, as far as like managing it or anything like that? Um, honestly, no, okay. I think, yeah. Uh -huh. That's fine. That's fine. No worries. Do you have any money tips for the kids then? The ones who money are coming <laughs> top two money tips top two money tips okay um you know what i i i saw this little kid buy his first stock because his parents like taught him about stocks so i feel like if anybody has money saved up like they should buy a stock when they're younger and then you know that'll that'll help it grow so that's one but then if you're on the other side where you know, money's like not that or a problem or whatever, then uh, I think just go for or buy, buy whatever you think you need, like buy the sneakers you want, you know, because those those become a good memory when you're younger. And then when you're older, it might be important, but it might not be as important. So don't feel like your money problems when you're younger will be the same money problems when you're older. I see. I see. So would you... Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you, so if you were to go back in time, and uh, would you tell your younger self to buy a stock or to go to that party? I would buy a stock. 
You would buy stock? <laughs> would you really? Yeah, yeah. I I think, okay, okay. Maybe, no, no, no. Maybe that's my wishful thinking. The real me would go to the party. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. I love that. What, what would you say, um, you know, from from kids today, uh, you know, what, what do you think they spend most of their money on? Kids today? Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, games? Do they, I think, I think they might purchase like coins for games and stuff. Yeah, like Roblox. Yeah. What do you what do you, what what do you, what, do you, what would you say are your um your biggest expenses? Like what do you spend most of your money on? Mm, car insurance. Car insurance. <laughs> old, old adulting stuff. Old adulting old, life. <laughs> old adulting life. I like that. Mm. Okay. Uh let's move on to the second topic of the day which is education. Tell us, who, who were you in middle school? Who was I in middle school? Um, I was pretty studious. You know, I studied a lot and I, I went to after school. After, um, I went to a Chinese after school in middle school uh, in Arcadia. So anyone who lives in Arcadia, represent um yeah and then i i also helped my classmates so there's a story where i was like the new kid in my middle school and i sat next to a classmate and we were um it was math class and then he had questions on how to like solve the problem so i taught him and then I went back to doing my assignment. And then he asked me another question. So I asked him again, or I mean, I helped him again. But then my friend from the back tapped me on the shoulder. And she's like, stop teaching him. He won't learn. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I, I'm the dumb one. Like, I didn't know that I was like, um, preventing him from actually like, learning and problem solving on his own okay okay and then and then did you change from middle school to high school did i change no i didn't i was still studious um i yeah so i you know went to high school finished high school i went to college um instead of going to a four-year straight away from high school I went to a community college in Santa Monica, and then I transferred to UCLA, where I finally graduated. Um, yeah, and then I saved a lot of money, and I don't, I didn't have any student debts. Um, so yeah, that's my educational progress. Wow. Okay. So you went to high school in Arcadia as well. Yeah. So. I moved a lot, and um, in high, in senior year, I landed back in Arcadia. So 
um, the first three years of high school, I was in Irvine at Northwood High School. I know where that is. I live in I live in Irvine actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You live in Irvine. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used I used to, I was staying in Irvine before. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's 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 so interesting. Okay. So you were from Irvine, then you went back to Arcadia your senior year. That's kind of crazy. What was it? Was that? Yeah. Was that just, just, <laughs> like, so oh my god. Yeah. So, you know, everyone anticipates senior year and, you know, you, you kind of uh, celebrate with your classmates. I didn't, I was the new kid again in senior year back in my middle school, like city Arcadia. Um, it was not tough. You know, it, I always go with the flow. I'm very, um, I acclimate or I, I like get used to my environment really fast. So I make friends really fast as well. So I made a friend and I stuck with her until senior year ended. And then, you know, I bounced because we're all going to college anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that that's how I survived. Okay. Any, uh, what, 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 what makes you so easy to acclimate? Versus like, cause I talked to like other kids and they're just like, oh, I'm shy. I can't, I can't make friends that easily. Um, was yeah, there like a a, let me think about that. Um, I just think, I think I'm the best. <laughs> just kidding. But you know, I think it's a, it's a confidence thing. Like it's um, like what I do is I look myself in the mirror and I tell myself I'm gonna survive you know I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lunch buddy <laughs> like even though I'm the new kid and that's how that's how I roll like and people people love confidence they can feel it you know and once you kind of tell them like hey this is what you want this is what I want other people like people are receptive they're like yeah, yeah I'll give it to you so you know, I was the new kid and I needed a friend. I made friends quickly and, you know, uh, we hung out. So it's all about confidence. You just got to do it. Just do it, you know. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Do I, well, what is like the, what is like the, for the kids out there who, who might be transferring to a new high school their senior year, what are the, how do you make a friend? in two weeks what is that what does that look like what, what, what would you say to them what is their strategy the best thing yeah, yeah yeah the best thing is go to class you know go to your class and then scope scope who looks like a good friend or pray <laughs> you know and find talk to them be like hey i need someone to hang out with like i'm new can you like hang out, want to hang out, like, let's eat lunch together. And then nice, if they're nice, they'll, they'll let you in. If they're dicks or mean, you know, just ignore them and go to the next person and ask, just keep asking. Wow. Wow. Where does this confidence come from? Do you have siblings? Does your mom teach it to you? What's, yeah. what's no, I mean, I have a younger sister. She... She's two years younger than me, but she's still 
pretty immature, um, I would say, but um, the confidence just comes from my family, I guess. Like I have a, I grew up with cousins and aunts and uncles and um, they would just tell me like, you know, your grandfather doted on you. They loved you. Like your grandfather, like, you know, um, saw you as a special, the special one. So all these like positive reinforcement really helped. I see. And your sister didn't get any of that. I think so. I think, I think she felt like she was in my shadow. Yeah. <laughs> and even to this day? Come again? Oh, I said even to this day? Can you, can you hear me? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think she still feels like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the internet is kind of spotty. It might be mine. Um, so I think it's still, you know, I think she still feels like she's in the shadow now. Um, but I'm, I believe that she's strong in her own sense and she's like found herself in her own sense. Um, but I just, I don't want her to feel like she's in the shadow anymore. Like I want her to be strong and I, I just always kind of challenge her um, to not feel like she's in my shadow. Um, just so that like, you know, she, she overcomes that like insecurity. Cause I have my insecurities too. Um, but I just hope that like, she doesn't feel like she's in my shadow. Okay. What, uh, what are top three defining moments in your life and how do they impact you? Uh, okay. Top three moments were one, um, my family, like my fi my family financial crisis when I, when I was little, um, to, um, moving, I, I moved around a lot. And then three, I, I was in and out of the hospital um, because of mental health. Um, and all those three impacted me um, to be humble, to be thankful, and to um, be generous. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Can you, can you go a little bit more detail about the mental health? Sure. So, um, I was in a five-year relationship uh, with my ex-boyfriend, um, and I struggled with insecurity and self-worth, um, and I think it kind of caused me to have, like, it's not a bad thing to be, to have a disorder, 
but um, I I still like take you know pill like medicine for the diagnosis that I got, and I got like bipolar di di bipolar type two, um, but I don't like identify myself as bipolar two, um, but yeah like uh, that's what they diagnosed me with, and you know I. I was in and out of the hospital because I was not thinking straight. I um, wasn't able to have a like normal conversation with other people. And I kind of scared people because I wasn't healthy. I was sick. Um, and like I did get rehabilitated, rehabilitated. Like I, I went into the psych ward like the hospital called, I forgot what code it was, but basically like I was kind of suicidal. So I like, for example, or maybe I shouldn't share the story of how I, should I share? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is a safe space, oh. judgment, no shame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was really out of my mind, like stressed and like, um, not knowing what to do with my relationship. Like I needed to break it off because I wasn't even able to take care of myself, but I, I couldn't. And so I um, lived, li lived with my ex-boyfriend during COVID. And while I was like out of my mind, um, I got, I took a knife and I slammed it on my three fingers here. And, um, you know, it caused a, like, a rip, a scar on it. I don't know if you can see it, like, right there. You see the scar? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it caused a scar. Um, thankfully, the doctors, you know, sutured it. And then because they saw that this action was suicidal, they took me into the psych ward and I had to stay um, in the hospital or the psych ward for like oh, three days, four days. And yeah, that's how I got rehabilitated. And then finally like came out and then um, yeah, broke up, broke up with my boyfriend. And uh, yeah, it, it was recent, like April, 2021 was when I like, um, got out of the hospital and finally broke it off with my ex-boyfriend. Okay. Um, before we talk about love and all that, um, yeah. thank you for sharing. Um, mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit more information on what it means to be bipolar? I'm sure tons of kids, they may not be diagnosed and they just don't understand what they're going through. So maybe you could kind of explain it through personal stories, like how you feel, what's Okay, so bipolar is like, you know, you, you have your mania, mania is what they call it. So you're like super high, you, you feel like you're at the top of the world, you feel like a god, you feel like, you know, you're the, you're the only special one. <laughs> and, and then like, um, it goes down. So you get depressed, um, you feel low you want to die um and you know you you have these suicidal thoughts so 
bipolar is you know that that gap. So it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down, and the medicine that I take like is supposed to like kind of like help it calm down and have like a normal baseline. Okay. Okay. And and how did you um I guess. Did you experience this in high school, or or did the symptoms only start to show during COVID, during the lockdown? Um, it was so the first ever like symptom came out when I was in college, when I started college, and then later it came again. Um, I I think they call it psychosis. So it came again um, when I was in the relationship, and then yeah, it, in COVID it was like full like craziness like I was out of my mind and I could have really hurt someone but instead I hurt myself like I think what was going through my mind when I slammed that knife on my hand was my inability to break up from my boyfriend and instead of like you know hurting or killing my ex-boyfriend I hurt myself um it to show that you know I I was in I was in pain I was sick I need help it was my cry for help that's powerful mm -hmm. thank you for yeah. sharing that mm -hmm. what um I guess what are there triggers to this that that people should look out for if they're bipolar um or okay yeah yeah. If yeah. If, yeah so you have to have good sleep like if you're not sleeping that's when the mania will show up because you know like you're you're having racing thoughts you know you're not even able to calm down that's why like meditation is really helpful. Um, but you really have to have good night's sleep every day. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, super tip about um, bipolar. Let's move on to the last topic, which is love. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So tell us about this five year relationship and uh, you know, what, what happened? Sure. So, my ex and I, we'll call him David. David and I met on Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, it's an app that um, gives you like guys to choose from at noon every day. Um, and I, <laughs> this funny story, but I called him by the wrong name. I called him Robin because I was actually texting Robin right before this date. And then he was like, no, my name's not Robin. I'm like, oh gosh, this is gonna be a great date. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, when I sat down to have coffee with him, I shared about myself. Like for me, um, when I first get to know someone, I just go straight in and like tell my story. Like this is, this is what, this is my weaknesses. This is how I overcame it. And this is what I'm going through now. Like, that's how I like tell about myself. And he was not um, 
like scared of it. Like he took it all in. He listened to me. So I like that about him. So um, yeah, he was very a good listener. And um, after that, like we, you know, went on several dates and then finally like decided, hey, let's be official. And then so we became girlfriend and boyfriend. Um, but things kind of changed once we got comfortable with each other. And then he started uh, valuing um, friendship a little more or like, you know, he was making more plans with friends. And that's when I kind of learned about myself that I have an insecurity about groups of friends. Like I never had a lot of friends growing up and I always wanted a group of friends and he had a group of friends. So I, I caused a lot of drama. Um, I was the jealous one. Um, I was complaining and I compared myself with one of his female friends and thought that the female friend was into my boyfriend, which she clearly said she was not. But my mind just con continued to believe that she did. And because of that, I caused a lot of drama. Um, and yeah, like I couldn't handle uh, the jealousy. So I, you know, I did all kinds of like crazy ex-girlfriend kind of actions. Like I screamed at them. Like I like, um, <laughs> I almost wanted to like drive my car into his car because I was so like mad at him for, um, for caring about his friends, you know, like typical things. So I didn't believe girls and guys can be friends. Now I do, but back then I didn't. And then, yeah, so I, like, I wasn't able to concentrate on my life. Like, I implanted my life into his. Like, I moved my church, and I left my church to go to his church. And it was just um, everything red flags, I guess they call it. Like, it was not not a good idea, but I, I did everything wrong. Um, but the good parts, there were some good parts, like, you know, he, I loved his attention. Um, uh, he gave me a lot of gifts, like we went out to fancy dinners, um, and stuff like that. But like, those didn't matter. Because all I could see was what I didn't have, which was the group of friends, which he had. So I was very jealous of him. Um, so yeah. That is why the relationship didn't work out because I didn't um, I didn't love myself and I didn't have a group of guy friends. Um, but now I do. And I realized if I didn't go through like I'm not I don't regret um, the five years I was with my ex. I loved him, but I know that he loved me more. It's just I I couldn't love him back as much because I struggled with, you know, the insecurity. Um, so 
yeah, like now I understand a little bit more about myself that, um, and now I'm happy. Like I have my group of friends. I'm single. I am looking for another boyfriend, but not not actively. Um, but for me, I'm trying to just fill myself with uh, love from you know my family and my friends and my interest. Like I'm just pouring my time into that. I love that. Thank you. What, what? Who was your? Who was your? Uh, who was your first love? Um, his name was Brian. <laughs> how, yeah. how old? I was twenty-three, four. Okay. Three, four. Yeah. Was that a whirlwind as your as a uh, as the most recent one? I'm sorry. What was was your first love like as passionate as as the one that you just? No, my first love was uh, really innocent. Like I made the first move. Like I kissed him first, um, and I loved his mom. And I thought I was gonna get married to him, but then he asked me to be like. you know, he wanted something more than just like, you know, an innocent relationship. So can I, can we talk about sex or not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kids have sex. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 So um, he wanted to be friends with benefits. So, you know, that's, you know, having friends or having sex, but with no strings attached. And I said, no. So that didn't work out, but he was my first love. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. What a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of people, a lot of kids that I talk to, uh, one of their biggest problems is that they have trouble talking to their parents. Like, oh, you know, my parents don't understand me. Um, what's what's your relationship like with your with your parents, your mom or your dad? That's true. I mean, I think I feel for people who can't talk to their parents. Um, you probably have a lot of like secrets or like topics you can't talk to them about. Um, For me, I also have topics I don't talk to them about. Like, I feel embarrassed. I would rather talk to my friends about things like sex. Um, But even some friends, they don't like talking about sex because it's private. So my relationship with my family, though, um, we or my growing up with my mom, we talked about everything. So like when I first got my period, um, like I didn't know what it was. I thought I like sharded on my panties. But then my mom was like, oh my gosh, this is your first period. And I was like, oh, great. This is what it means to be a woman. <laughs> and then later, like we would talk about like, um, so when I, when I got a boyfriend, um, when I, when I was with Brian, like he was my first guy that I had sex with and my mom like kind of knew, but she didn't really like, um, tell, like tell me to stop or whatever. She just kind of gave me advice saying like, just don't get pregnant. Like 
use um, protection um, and stuff like that. And so I was very thankful for my mom that she was very open to talk to me about um, sex. And um, yeah, like now that I've talked to her and I know from my experience, um, like I have had many sexual partners, like, um, like, so, okay, I'll talk, share more about me too. I'm, I'm Christian, but I've had sexual partners a lot of before marriage. Um, but I don't like judge myself on that. <laughs> Grasp. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't just judge, judge myself on that. I think for me, it was a good experience. Um, it also kind of made me think, uh, it, it made me think more about marriage and like now I want a guy that's long-term boyfriend and that'll lead to marriage. That's I'm going to save sex now for that guy. Like, you know, even though I had a lot of sexual partners before. Um, Got it. What, yeah. what about What's your relationship like with um, my dad, he worked a lot. So um, I don't I don't really get to see him as much I, I kind of say like, uh, well, I wake up earlier than him. Um, but he comes in later. So I say good night. That's like the kind of conversation I have with him. But he sends me like, so we text. So he sends me videos of uh, worship songs um and like bible verses and that's that's our communication but i've always respected my dad he's so loving like um again like my my dad was my was the first son in asian culture you know first son is like doted on so he he was really loved um so he he loved me like that like the way he lo he was loved um and he kind of left parenting to my mom. But he was very strict when I was younger. So, for example, like, in middle school, I had a hard time waking up like everybody does, like, waking up early. So he would, like, take, a, take the covers out. If So, like, okay, there's, like, stages. First, he turns on the light. And then I'm, like, fuck, like, crap, crap. And I put the blanket <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> okay i put the blanket over my head and then later he takes the blanket out like he just like takes it away from my body and then i curl up and then later he spanks me like so i got spanked when i was little um so he was very strict uh but now you know he's very soft and loving um but I love my dad like I respect him so much like he's such a hard worker um I think the work ethic he gave me um has now like become mine I love that I love that and then and then what well, we're gonna hit on your sister last uh it's it's funny about sisters um my mom has three sisters and she refuses to talk to one of her sisters over some some petty drama um do you what what's your relationship with your sister like and do you guys 
fight or you guys were super close? Yeah, so just before our call, um, I fought with my sister. But I had a purpose. Like, my purpose is, hmm, I mean, it's to, it's for her to kind of, like, do her best, you know, stop living in my shadow and stop making excuses that like, I'm the favorite. Um, my mom, like she loves both of us, you know, like no mom has a favorite. Yes. You think you think they have a favorite, but moms love all their children. They want the best for all their children. And um, I just want my, my sister to have a respectable relationship with my mom, just like I do. Because sometimes the way my sister talks to my mom, I get so angry. Like, I'm like, this is the Asian in me. I'm like, you have to respect your elders. Like, how could you talk so informal like that to her? Like, as if she's beneath you. And I'm just like, shocked, you know? So I just had a fight with her, but I love my sister, you know, to love someone, you, you punish them for whatever they're doing wrong, like, or else they won't learn. Okay. What do you, can you, can you elaborate more on this living in your shadow? What does that mean? Where your sister lives in your shadow? Like she just, I don't know. I've, I've heard her have a conversation with my mom and she will compare myself to her she'll be like you always take sides with onni which is like sister older sister and i'm like oh my gosh like that's such a bad excuse like you know i i don't know what to say like i don't know i just she does my sister doesn't know how much my mom loves my sister like and my my mom just just wants my sister to be successful, be happy, and um, do well in life, you know. But I think she's so right now she takes things personally. So I just said like I'm competitive, like I'm better than you. I did it to spite her, just to get under her skin. Um, but I said, competition is good. You know, like competition is how people get motivated to do their best because it's a race. Everything's a race. And she took it personally and she had no humor about it. And I was like, oh, she's not ready. <laughs> she's not ready. So, um, yeah, I, I became like the mean girl or mean sister to her just so she can stop living in my shadow and um do her best yeah okay okay and has this has this always been uh i guess been going on ever since you were younger ever since you were kids yeah she she always felt like i don't know she she says that she always felt like um yeah she was living in my shadow and that my parents loved me more than they loved her okay Okay, got it. What would you say to the kids who are fighting with their siblings right now on how to resolve 
conflict resolution with siblings? Top two tips. Top two tips. Um, honestly, I feel like ignore ignore trying to be best friends with your sibling. So for some people, it works. For for me, it doesn't. I cannot be best friends with my sister. Um, and you can ignore being friends, being best friends with your sister. It's okay. It's okay. And then second, um, I mean, uh, oh, second is like hang out with them once in a while. Like if if your siblings get on your nerves, show them that you love them that and hang out with them in a family setting, like with your parents. And then if you don't, but if you don't like them, you know, just don't hang out with them as often. This is, I feel like this is more tips for people who don't get along with their siblings. I'm sure there's plenty of people in this world that don't get along with their siblings. Got it. Do you, do you, uh, just to kind yeah, of wrap yeah, yeah. up, just kind of wrap it up then, um, do you have any, uh, let's give uh, top two life advice you have for the kids listening right now, you know, who are under 18? Life advice. Um, go to parties. <laughs> like, don't study all the time like um yeah you i got c's in high school i got c's in college like it's okay <laughs> go to parties like have fun when you're young you have to start your social life like that's that's where you grow the most and that's the most fun and that's where you get to know yourself so go to parties. And then two is um, deal with the cards that were dealt for to you. So what that means is, you know, if you don't have, if you're a sing, if you have a single mom, or if you have no parents and is raised by your grandparents or uncle, um, God, God has a plan for you. Like you are right where you need to be. So don't compare yourself to other people because you will prevail. You will succeed. You will triumph. And you won't, you won't be able to see it. Like I was a loner in college. Okay. Like all I did was like study and come home and draw, you know, I, I drew, I was lonely, you know, like, I felt like the devil was always like telling me like, I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, that didn't stop me. Like, I had my faith in God. And I had a few friends. I was I wasn't that happy, but I knew that like God had a reason why he gave me all these hardships. 
So there's always a reason for everything. So um, be thankful of where you're at because your cards, it you will win with your cards, okay? And then you'll, you can learn a few like strategies, but you have it in you to win in this life. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Where can they find you if they want to reach out? Yeah, so I started a YouTube channel. I have an Instagram handle. It's pa- it's called um, Pass the Mic and Fork. So Mike is M-I-C and then A-N-D and then Fork, F-O-R-K. So Pass the Mic and Fork. Pass the Mic and Fork. Got it, got it. Is that your YouTube channel as well, Pass the Mic and Fork? Yes. Got it, got it. And then let me... Uh... Has mic and fork. Is it like this on the bottom? Pass the mic and fork. Past, yes. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. So, yeah, guys, if you want to reach out to Scarlett, check her out. Pass the mic and fork. Other than that, uh, before I forget, uh, I am uh, the community hotline is looking to start the best kung fu school in the world. Uh, if you guys are interested, Uh, And learning more, do check us out. Um, Other than that, have a great day. And if you are um, feeling alone and um, you do need help and you do need someone to talk to, feel free to text HOME at 741-741. It is a real number. Someone will respond to you. Have a good one, guys. See you later.